Welcome to the Brand Spanking You podcast with host Nicole Montgomery, a podcast dedicated to business and personal branding for the aesthetic industry. The essence of trust and rapport are the foundations of building a successful, sustainable, long-term business. Interviewing thought leaders and experts that have built successful personal brands, we share their stories and how they got to be where they are, plus sharing practical advice and actionable tips for you to implement today into your own personal and business branding. Today, Nicole is speaking with Catherine Hanna, who is warning others of the unwanted consequences of surgery after several botched surgeries when she first underwent surgery for gastric bypass. Uh, well, I, I had been overweight um, starting in my late teens and I struggled with my weight and finally got to be about 270 pounds. And um, I went for gastric lap band surgery. It was a tremendous ordeal to get it done and get it approved through insurance. And when I got it done, um, I lost about 60 to 70 pounds, but I threw up every meal for about two years. I could eat things like potato chips and ice cream, but if I had a salad or meat, I got stuck and threw up. So I went back to my doctor and I said, this doesn't work. Um, it's not, that's not quality of life. And I was told the insurance will not pay for you to have any revisions of this. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I think throwing up every day for two years was not exactly something right with it. So I decided to save up and go to Mexico and get my gastric band removed and convert to the gastric sleeve. So I did. And they took about 40% of my stomach out when they took out my band. And they should have taken 85%. So I lost maybe. Can I just stop pounds. you for a second, Catherine? Is Mexico somewhere that is popular for people to go? Is it far from where you live? It's about a two and a half, three hour flight. And um, it's very popular for, for the US. Uh, it's easy. They advertise a lot of less expensive surgeries. For me to have paid for that out of pocket in the US would have been around $20,000. There it was $4,000. So it was the difference between being able to afford to do it and not being able to afford to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Please go on. So they, they didn't take out the 85% of your stomach? Nope. So I, I, knew that, I, I knew that they hadn't taken enough. I saved up for another couple of years and went for a revision, totally different surgical group down there. Um, and that time they took what they should have. And um, maybe two weeks after coming home, I threw up, I felt something pop, and I immediately had heartburn. It was horrible heartburn. Uh, Tums became a food group in my life, and I had to take antacids on a regular basis, or if I laid down, I would have acid pour out my nose in my sleep. Um, 
Again, for those who don't know, um, in Australia, Tums would be like our Rennie or Mylanta, the equivalent. Yep. Antiacid, yeah. Antiacid. So um, decided that that wasn't fun. Didn't want to risk things like esophageal cancer down the road. I went to my doctor and I said, can we fix the heartburn? By this time, I was about 170 pounds. And the only fix was to convert to a gastric bypass, um, which I did. And I actually finally lost all of the weight I needed to lose. I got down to about 140 pounds. And I looked like a human Sharpay naked. Um, I just, I had so much loose skin. I'd worked so hard for the weight loss. I'd done so much to get there. And surgery is not an instant fix. Surgery is just a tool. And I, I wanted to finish that journey and, and, you know, really look as good as I finally felt and be able to wear clothes and, and, and just feel good. So I priced plastic surgeons. My first choice was in Southern California. And the price for a total body lift was $170,000. That was so far out of my league, it was ridiculous. There was no way I could do that. Um, so I started pricing surgeons all around the country and around the world. And um, Brazil came in and I believe 40,000, Mexico, 30,000, Vietnam, 20,000. Um, and India came in with a quote of 11,500. Yay, winner! It's like you've had a win because it's something that you can access. It's something that you can afford. And um, I, I, I muted myself because of my children in the background making clucker <laughs> making noises but while you're talking I'll I'll keep muting myself but um, but we didn't mention that you're also a nurse yes so I, uh, you're just blindly researching you um you are very knowledgeable in um when it comes to medicine yes and I know there are good surgeons in every country of the world people have successful surgeries in every country of the world every day People have bad surgeries in the U.S. every day. So I, I, I have no problem with surgery being in a different country. You know, and maybe I'll learn something new, see something new. And I couldn't afford it in this country. Um, so I went to India. I... I I compare it to Alice in Wonderland falling down the rabbit hole on hallucinogenics, probably. It was a trip. It, it was an absolutely unreal experience. I ended up uh, with facial cellulitis. I ended up with abdominal seroma abdominal infection, missed stitches. I still have stitches coming. My dissolvable stitches still come out of my arms uh, eight months later. Um, I, I, I am an asymmetrical puckered mess. 
thank God for clothes. I, I don't know what I'd do without them. <laughs> I would have to hide. So when, when you, um, you know, appeared or turned up to the, the hospital in India, it, what, what was it like? Did, were you uh, nervous? Were you, were you impressed? Were you scared? I, I was definitely not impressed. I was nervous. Uh, the doctor's English was good. The price changed on me. What they were going to do or plan changed on me. Um, but I was committed. We'd taken the 22-hour flight. I had the time off work. I'd stripped out the equity in my house. I, I was in. So you, you, at this point, you really were, I, I, I'm kind of imagining it like a wedding day, you know, it's, it's a point of no return. So you've taken equity out on your house, you've um, taken six weeks off work. Yep. You've organized, ended up obviously organised your well. children and yep. you're, you're in a relationship, so you've organised your, your partner. Did you take someone with you? Yes, I took my boyfriend with me. Thank goodness. I... I don't know what I would have done without him. I ended up with a bed sore. The only reason it wasn't worse is because as a nurse, as soon as, it's, as soon as I woke up, I knew it was going on and I made sure that I started getting turned. The nurses, the hand washing was abysmal. They didn't flush IVs properly. I ended up with corded phlebitis in both arms. It is an amazingly painful thing. Um, Sorry, the, the, can you list what procedures you, you ended up... So you went for a 360 circumference body lift. What did you end up actually having? I ended up with a tummy tuck because I'd previously had um, a breast reduction and I ended up with infection. I, I was fairly mutilated. I wanted breast lift and scar revision. I said I was okay with small implant if necessary because with all the weight loss, I was just completely deflated. Um, I ended up with bilateral brachioplasty, extended bilateral brachioplasty, which is the um, underarms. It goes from my elbow all the way down to the side of my breast on both sides. Um, and then they instead of doing the breast lift and scar revision they just stuffed me full of implant which is not what i wanted and did no scar revision and uh then i ended up with a neck lift a facelift side um they shot me full of botox so i didn't realize that it was all weird and asymmetrical at the time I had upper and lower uh, blepharoplasty. Um, and I think that's everything. I had two separate eight-hour surgeries. So two eight-hour surgeries, 16 hours. What is ringing alarm bells for me is um, the anesthesiologist. So that's a long time to be under anesthetic. Did you, did you meet the... Anesthetist, did you um, did you, did you have any concern about being under anesthetic for that period of time? 
I knew eight hours was long, but I'm young, I'm strong, I'm healthy. I wasn't too concerned about it. I was, I was more weirded out that they literally took their shoes off to go into the OR. You had to take your shoes off to go into the OR. That was absolutely bizarre to me. I don't want to to laugh, but are you saying that they operate with bare feet or wear booties? I don't know if they changed into something else, but everybody's shoes were piled up outside the OR. And they had me take my shoes off to walk into the table in the OR. And then I was out before so you, I could really You walk. walked into the table with no shoes on? Yep. Wow. That was one of the strangest things for me. And now um, you've obviously um, spent all of um, the money that you have. You've spent years having... I mean, you said earlier it was two years that you had the indigestion and whatnot. So you've spent years having um, surgery to lose weight. You've done every diet under the sun. You've lost the weight. You've ended up, um, what did you say to me? I, you, I looked like a melted candle, was what you said to me earlier. Yep. Um, so you've then finally had the surgery. Obviously, things could not have gone any worse. Um, where, where to from here? I don't know. I would give anything to be in a position to fix it, but that that's not the reality of my life financially. I mean, I, I work. I work 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I get every minute of overtime I can. Um, I'm a registered nurse. I do 12 and a half hour days. I'm a single mom. I have three kids, you know, and it, it's all on me. So I don't have money to just frivolously spend. No. I can't afford surgery in this country. It, it's, it's out of my league. I applied to botched and I got, um, I got told, well, we're, we're not going to proceed with your story at this time, thanks, but no thanks. And that was devastating for me because I need help. Did, did you contact the... Like, obviously, you don't want to go back. The therapeutic relationship is non-existent. But did you contact the um, clinic in India? Oh, yeah. Um, They said that they would be happy to do a revision. Uh, However, um, of course, I would have to pay for my travel and um, the cost of the hospital, which would be another 3000 uh, I wouldn't let them touch me again. I'd rather have surgery in the street here with a butter knife. Goodness me. Can I ask, what, how does your partner feel? Are you still with, with your partner that went with you to India? I am. He has been loving and kind and supportive and positive and amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. Sometimes, um... And I'm, I'm, I don't want to generalise, but I think sometimes people who are a little bit more affluent 
and who, who do have that disposable income don't truly um, appreciate how inaccessible this type of um, you know, surgery is. And, um, and then when something does go wrong, you know, because somebody's gone overseas or, or whatnot, um, the blame is passed to the patient as if, well, hello, why didn't you pay, if you'd paid for me or if you'd paid for, you know, the top guy and well, female surgeon, wherever you live, you wouldn't be in this boat. So, you know, it's kind of your own fault for making a poor decision. But what, um, what that often is, it's a lack of insight or empathy into, you know, where that person was in their life and what, um, you know, is financially viable. Um, and it's, it's just, it's really, really hard. Um, I, I had an approved breast reduction. They took off five pounds of breast tissue when I was 25. I was a 36E. Nobody even knew I had a face. They just talked to my chest. My back hurt. Insurance approved it. I ended up going septic. I oh. ended up bilobal, mutilated, scarred. And it couldn't get fixed. It was cosmetic to fix it, even though it was a botched approved surgery. I lost the weight. The gastric bypass was approved. But fixing the sequelae, the loose skin that occurred because of it, that's cosmetic. Rashes, discomfort, doesn't matter. Cosmetic. And, and like I said, the person, the first person I looked at, $170,000. It's, it's ridiculous. You know, on average, 40, 50, 60,000 in this country out of pocket for elective surgery. And, and I wanted to fit in my own skin and I wanted my skin to fit me. That shouldn't be too much to ask. It truly is a global issue. The plastics department would have nothing to do with me. Thank goodness for the general surgeon. They got me into interventional radiology for a drain placement um, to help drain the seroma, but it came back after the drain was removed. I went back in and they said, well, we're not going to put another one in. Mm. We'll just see how it goes. And, and it was weeks. And, and they just didn't want to help me, you know. Um, if it wasn't for the nurses uh, getting me on the antibiotics, you know, um, I don't know what would have happened with the infection behind my ears and everything. And I went back to the same nurses uh, in, in the urgent care treatment room and said, hey, I found this stitch. I have draining. I have odor. You know, and, and they again told the doctor, she needs an antibiotic and, and it was a, a general practitioner that took care of me. Plastics would not help me. Do you think it was um, because you'd been to India? Yeah. Hmm. I, I imagine the same thing would happen here if, um, if a, an Australian patient had gone to India. I mean, it's such a liability getting involved and you don't know what the previous surgeon has done. Um, but 
that doesn't take it doesn't change the fact that you are a, a human being you are worthy mm -hmm. of good treatment um and, and a Oh my gosh, and a good result. This is this is not. Yeah, this is um, abysmal. How did your partner react seeing you like this? He just took care of me. He was very supportive. The nurses, they didn't listen to my heart, my lungs, take vital signs. They they took my blood pressure once a shift we couldn't even get a blanket when we asked for one the nurse would take tried to take my blood pressure over my bandages where i had all of the sutures in my arms and i had to tell her you know not to do that and then when she went to help me sit up she just grabbed me under the arm where i had these fresh incisions and pull on me with absolutely no idea Did how to transfer a patient. That they didn't have the experience. Is, was it a private hospital in India or a public hospital in India? A private hospital. Do you think maybe they just didn't pay a, a high... I, I don't know. I don't know what the benchmark is for nursing or the pay or maybe it was just a job and they didn't actually have the experience that they should have had. Did you know whether or not he, the, he or she was actually a real surgeon? Did you? I, the surgeon checked out. My boyfriend uh, has, has um, co-workers with family in India who verified that the surgeon was legit. But the nurses, our, our CNAs in this country do a much, much better job than their supposed nurses over there you had to tell them to wash their hands. They weren't even washing their hands. It, it was ridiculous. Um, I don't know what I would have done without Al. He, he had my back at every turn. He absolutely took care of me. Well, it, I, it was so difficult to see somebody that you, you care about and um, in the, yeah. I, I'm I'm gobsmacked. I, I'm speechless, and I am a talker. Um, <laughs> so um, that that says a lot. I um, yeah, I, I truly have have no words. Was your anaesthetist a qualified anaesthetist? Supposedly, yes. Thank God. Um, what would have happened if if you aspirated or if something happened while you were under anaesthetic? Um, it, what would have happened? I don't know. We started having brownouts while I was there. Um, I, I think I got what's very, very brown, lucky. What's a brownout? Uh, it's where they lose power short term. Um, you know, so we would lose power on the, on the floor of the hospital. Wouldn't you have been incubated like, and under full anesthetic or with a respirator? Well, I, I don't know if that happened while I was in surgery at all, but while I was in the room after surgery, we would just lose power. 
the oh. fan would stop, the lights would go off, the TV would go off, just, and then did it would come back any, in a few minutes. Did you have any post-operative care? Did you go uh, minimal. day or? They kept me in a hospital room um, for the day and I had IV fluids, but the nurses did almost nothing. They didn't turn me, uh, which is a basic prevention for bed sores. Um, and I ended up with a bed sore. They barely brought medications. They didn't do any dressing changes. Did you have um, head stockings on? Did you have calf compressors? What, what? Obviously, you didn't have an air mattress. Uh, they had. They they had a, a, a compression garment. Uh, they had a compression garment on me. My arms were wrapped. I didn't have anything on my legs. Um, so I was very careful to make sure I moved to prevent blood clots. Um, every time I got up to use the restroom, I made sure to walk. But it was me instigating care, not the nurses coming and helping me with care. Um, it was it was ridiculous. Surgeon post surgery. Yes. And did he uh, say this? It was a great success. Your surgery went amazing. I, oh I, I'm yeah. Not understanding this severed. Oh my gosh. So so he was happy with the surgery. He got his money. Okay. Um, it was. So if, if you could go back in time, um, what would you tell your younger self? Don't go to India for surgery ever. India is not a good choice. Um, I would warn anybody, be very, very careful about going to any third world country for surgery. The price is appealing, but th this was not medical tourism. This was bare bones, lucky to have survived, long-term repercussions. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I hurt every day. I look in the mirror if I am undressed and I just want to cry. I have wanted my breasts fixed since I was 25 years old. I have lived with this mutilation for so long. And I finally took everything I could scrape up. And I'm still not fixed. And now I have no resources left to do this. I can't work any harder. I, I don't know what else to do. I, I have applied to botched. I have, I, I've tried everything I know to do. And I'm at my wit's end. 
I need a miracle, and they seem to be few and far between. But I want to put my story out there because I don't want anyone else to have this experience. I am lucky to have survived it. You truly are, and and you still have a voice. And well, I want to use it to protect other people. Yes, yes. Clearly, you're you're using your voice. You're you're sharing your story, and I, I truly hope, um, with all my heart, that that somebody hears your story, and and somebody can. If I was a surgeon, I would help you. Um, Thank you. Or someone who could could afford to to pay for you to go to the surgeons on watch or any surgeon that is is qualified you know near you. Um, oh, and I just I wish that your your story could be could be shared all around the world to to warn people of of the risks and. I mean, it, it is just, just so. It's so a cautionary tale. You you may not get what you expect. You know, it it's there are good surgeons in every country of the world. There are bad surgeons in every country of the world. Be careful who you go to. Be careful. You could pay with your life. Well, I mean, now you're living with, with physical pain every day and then, of course, the, the emotional pain. And I have no doubt that this has affected other areas of, of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it's the complete opposite of what any good surgeon would want. Um, and I, I have no doubt that... that any surgeon who who hears your story truly would feel empathetic for you and and just gutted that this happened i i just don't know where to go from here with it it's it's been overwhelming it's been one of the hardest things i've ever had to deal with well, i feel honored that you shared your story with me and and your your private images and all I can say is thank you and, and I hope that I can help you in every way that I can. Thank you for listening and thank you for taking time to talk with me. It means a lot. You know, clothes hide a lot of this and and so most people in my life have absolutely no idea. Um, and I just put one foot in front of the other. But it, it's, it's devastating. It really is. And it's, it's nice to be able to get my story out there and maybe, maybe save someone else's pain. I hope so. And I'm sure, I'm sure you will. I have no doubt that you're helping others. Even one person, 
will will hear you and and resonate with you or you know maybe second guess themselves and and not travel somewhere far away I mean, 21 hours is that how long the flight was yeah i'll i'll tell you i ended up with the middle seat on the first leg of the flight half an hour into the flight the lady next to me spilled orange juice on me laughed and then slept on my shoulder for the rest of that leg of the flight it was brutal mm -hmm. i had to go home and and with a, with a stage one bed sore i couldn't sit flat on my bottom it was too painful mm. i had ice packs that i shoved into socks and tied around my head because of the cellulitis and i just just sitting with that abdominal seroma and the lump in my abdomen it was the most brutal uncomfortable flight you could possibly imagine I, I don't know what I would have done if they'd actually done the circumferential body lift I'd gone for because I couldn't have sat. Um, but, but it was heartbreaking not to get what, what I went for, what we'd talked about before I went, you know, to have the plan changed, to not have my scars revised, which was a huge deal to me. And, and to end up, I mean, I don't expect to look like a 20-year-old swimsuit model. But I want to be my best self. I want, I want my skin to fit me in. I want to fit in my skin. And I want to feel good about myself. You know, and I've worked so hard for it. Just, it, it's devastating. I'm going to your address and send you some um, some stratamed and stratagem for your for your scars. Some silicon gel it will definitely help with your scars. But thank you, thank you for sharing your story. Is there anything else that you want to say before I um I stop the feed to Facebook? Not that I can think of. I'd, I'd be happy to help anyone that that had questions, though. I, I would be glad to, um, because I don't want anyone else to go through this. Thank you so much for taking time with me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like I said, I'm a real talker, and you've just lost for words, but you, you are incredibly strong. And um, and I think that uh, that it's absolutely so brave of you to to speak out, to share your photos, to try and warn others. Incredibly brave and honourable. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. You're welcome. And thank you for everything. Oh, I've hardly done anything, but you are most welcome. You've taken time to listen to me and to talk with me and to help me get this out there. And that's a lot. I don't think your your story is even fathomable. It, it's just so 
so horrific? It, it's been an unreal journey. It, it just, like I said, Alice in Wonderland meets LSD. <laughs> you know, just what a strange trip it's been. Maybe it was one of those trips to India with, you know, Gandhi and, I don't know, some sort of spiritual journey. That would have been a thousand times better. <sighs> I, I got to tell you, my boyfriend, we, we, we had only a few hours to sightsee. And we were told that, I, I had read online the beaches were beautiful and we were going to go and check it out. I was told, don't go to the beach. I said, why not? They said, well, you could get infection. I said, why would I get an infection? Well, that's where all the raw sewage is dumped in. So we drove past it. Oh. And that's where all the fishing boats are. It's like, yeah, let's avoid the seafood there. Um, it's dead serious. And driving down the streets, they have these vehicles called tuk-tuks. It's like a, a, a three-wheeled scooter with a lawnmower engine and they call it a tuk-tuk because it goes down the street you have a two-lane road and it's six six vehicles across and nobody cares where anybody is they're just it doesn't matter if there's a one-way sign or anything and you're driving through this traffic and there are scooters with a family of five they have a one-year-old in front of the handlebars and a two-year-old behind the one-year-old. And the dad is the only one with the helmet on. And the mom's behind him with a baby in her lap. And then there's a, a six-year-old standing on the little back piece. And mom's holding a bag of groceries. And it smells like curry and pee. And... Oh. Dead serious. And you're driving down there, and all of a sudden, there's just a cow in the middle of a city street. You're in a big city the size of LA. It's, it's, it's insane. It's a cow. There's a cow in the road. I mean, you're not out in the country, it's not in a field. So, we had only a few hours to sightsee, and we went to the Hindi temple. We were told to take off our shoes, and we did. And my boyfriend said, well, can I carry my shoes with me? He said, oh, no, no, your shoes cannot go inside. So he looks down, and he says, bye-bye, Nikes. And I laughed at him, and I said, no one is going to risk eternal damnation stealing your shoes at the temple. There are 500 pairs of shoes out here. Why would you think they're going to take yours? We walked around, we come back, his shoes are gone. Gone. They were right next to mine, mine were there, his were gone. We figured we would see some kid out on a street corner in size 10 men's shoes. <laughs> my, my boyfriend is a wuss about being barefoot. And he's walking in his sock feet down this dirt street, past a cow eating out of a garbage can in his socks. Oh. We go back to our waiting cab and ask to go to a shoe store. 
And we go into the shoe store and he says, I'd like a pair of size 10 men's athletic shoes. And they said, right there and pointed. And he said, is that the only pair you had? They said, yep. Any other styles? Nope. Any other colors? Nope. He said, I'll try that one. The guy said something in a box, fell out of the ceiling into his arms. Those were the only shoes they had. <laughs> so that's what he got. Oh, wow. It was ridiculous. It, it, was, it was just amazing. Oh, wow. There were a lot of really kind people. And it was, it was, it was an amazing adventure to see it, but I'm lucky I survived. Bye-bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to the brand spanking new podcast today, we'd love for you to leave a review. Simply open your podcast app and click five stars.